warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Lone Pine, California. We've been there before. Well, we, I haven't physically been there, neither have you, but we've discussed nope. it before. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as a little refresher, it is a small western town of just over 2,000 people in Inyo County. I'm assuming that's how I pronounce that. It may not be your county, but it is... Their county. Anyway. Mm-hmm. In Yo County. Ever s- in Yo County. This story takes place in Yo County. All right. Ever since 1924, it has proved to be the place to be for movie studios, television companies, and ad agencies who need the perfect old American West atmosphere. Non Western movies have also filmed here, including Alfred Hitchcock's Saboteur, 1942. Um, Samson and Delilah, 1949, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, eight, uh, 1989, Tremors, 1990, The Postman, 1997, and Gladiator, 2000. Now, over 400 movies have been shot there, 100 TV episodes, and numerous commercials. It is a town of stories. Now, as we discussed in the last episode that uh, I had presented here, the entire region around Lone Pine, which includes the Owens Valley, which Lone Pine in fact lies within, along with the Alabama Hills and Mount Whitney, were a hotbed of violence between pioneer settlers and the local indigenous peoples, the Northern Paiute, throughout the mid-1800s. This trauma if you believe in this sort of talk, has led to many ghost stories involving phantom battles of Union soldiers and Native freedom fighters taking place throughout, you know, ever since they happened, 1900s. People see bullet holes, hear gunshots, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. But ghost stories are not the only unnatural tales that have come from this region. I'm just going to say that again, just to stress the point. Ghost stories are not the only unnatural tales that have come from this region. Okay. All right. Yeah, it sounds like something, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds like something. Okay. Something's there. Something's doing a thing. Now, again, the area's local ecosystem was transformed by non-natives moving west, many of which were miners, as the mountains in the areas were rich in silver, copper, gold. I mean, it's California. You know the drill. And uh, and the town mm-hmm. is surrounded, pretty almost li- pretty literally by mountains, the Sierra Nevada mountain range, and the Inyo Mountains. I gotta stop saying Inyo that way. <laughs> Inyo, the Inyo, the Inyo Mountains are visible from all areas of the town. Another chunk of mountains, the Alabama Hills, um, were given their name from sympathetic Confederate prospectors who named their claims after the CSS Alabama. And the name became connected to the entire mountain range. So they named their ship after, they named their areas after a a battleship for the Confederacy, because they were on board with that. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the state. Was it a state yet? That I don't know. I don't know what year they became a state. Because the frontier is pretty tricky. I mean, West, we've talked about this before. The West is, you know, basically anything that wasn't, like, along the coast was like almost basically the West. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Illinois, whatever we reside at one point was considered the the West. Right. 
we were the West and quite quite a um, you know. That's probably um, why we're called the Midwest now. Yeah, they're like, ah, they retroactively, well, it's the middle of it, so. <laughs> yeah. West is pretty big. West is pretty big. Yeah, but I'm not well-versed in my Alabama history. I'm not ashamed to admit that. But the point is the ship was named after, the ship was named Alabama, and they named all these mountains and stuff after it. Because mm-hmm. whenever they find stuff, they're like, oh, this is my Alabama claim. This is my Alabama claim. And then the whole area where they did that just became the Alabama Hills. Okay. Now, eventually the eventually the CSS Alabama was sunk by the USS Kearsarge in 1964. Of course, obviously a Union ship. Which, upon hearing the news, led prospectors. It does it all the time, doesn't it? <laughs> it just does it all the time. It just it just does not want to be in the 1800s. Huh. It's like you clearly like you weren't alive then. You were. I wasn't alive in 1964 either, so I don't get that. <laughs> and it, this isn't even. We're not even in that century anymore. We're in the 2000s. We're 20 years in, for fuck's sake. I did not type 1964. I promise you, I did not type that. Mm-hmm. Unless the ship time traveled. All right. This is not the supernatural story I'm talking about right now. Okay. The, the time-traveling USS Kearsarge is not what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Maybe another when time. Was- yeah, different time, right? Yeah, let's stop. Let's stop that idea train right now. <laughs> All right, but the CSS Alabama was sunk by the USS Kearsarge in 1864, which, upon hearing the news of the Alabama's fate, led prospectors who did not align themselves with traders to name a mining district, a mountain pass, a mountain peak, and a town after the Kearsarge. So, like, they've been hearing about. <laughs> all this Alabama shit. And once it got taken down, they're like, ha 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 ha. All right. Uh, I mean, the naming story doesn't have much or anything to do with where we're going in this journey. I'm taking us down. I mean, it's just another tit for tat, you know, a culture war that we haven't grown fond of. You know, we haven't grown out of this little tit for tat culture war, but I thought that was pretty funny that as soon as the Alabama went down, they just named a million things a Kearsarge in honor of what it did. It's like, you guys, you guys. Yeah. Cool. Good job. Anyways, these foreign displacers were a huge threat to the established way of life for the Paiute because of how they reshaped the natural environment around them. The northern Paiute relied on the natural vegetation of the area for food. Their society had mastered the ability to thrive in a desert-like atmosphere. As their way of life was threatened, they lashed out violently as newcomers began to cut trees down, excuse me, and destroy their nut groves and all the other vegetation and things they used to survive in the desert. Now, but what if these settlers, so they're, you know, messing things up, these settlers, but what if these settlers and miners and prospectors didn't just enrage the Paiute? What if they pissed off something else? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. The the flood of arrivals from the eastern United States and Mexico started to head into the area during the gold rush of eighteen forty nine. That's obviously when it started to when it started to go off. And that year is correct, mm-hmm. eighteen forty nine. Now starting like during 40, this era. Like the 49ers. These are the forty niners, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The Football team. The football team showed up and was like, "We're gonna play a game here." Yeah. Like, all right, <laughs> cool. Who are you gonna play against? Ah, uh, we'll f- we'll find somebody. Uh-huh. Starting during this era is when presumably, you know, so once people were in the area after 1849, this is when presumably the newcomers began discovering. The bodies. Okay. Yeah. The bodies of fellow travelers who had encroached on the region just like themselves, but of course earlier, because they were already, they had just become bodies, they were no longer alive. Now, in the last episode our hauntings horrors and history of lone pine episode 
we have already discussed ways in which the Paiutes mutilated their enemies and sought revenge, and how they left brutalized corpses for other 49ers to find. They did that. You know, their trail of blood and their little traps laying stuff around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, these bodies were different. They were corpses without faces, with their chests dug into, the soft tissues appearing to have been devoured in a fur- The soft tissues appearing to have been devoured in a fury of bites and slashes, their skulls and ribs exposed, huh. bare bone cooked in the desert sun. Like a uh... entire. Go ahead. Yeah, they're like chest shredded open. Yeah, they were like shredded to the bone. Their chest, and but it's face just like is the, gone. yeah, but and the face is eaten away, right? Just ripped apart. Okay. Yeah. So let that visual sink in. That's a thing. Entire caravans were found again with their faces stripped clean, torsos thoroughly chewed, while the rest of the deceased was left to rot. In the desert sun. These tales would spread and only be amplified by the findings of coyote, bobcat, and other animal carcasses in the mountains slaughtered in a similar way. But it was the shredded human figures that instilled the most fear in the local immigrant populations. Because they were probably mostly humans. <laughs> they most people who showed up were in fact people. <laughs> yeah. They related more to them than the bobcats. Yeah. So that doesn't sound very good. No. What is doing that? As the tales were passed on, it was believed that whatever this thing or things were that they were acting as defenders of the land. That these remains were not the result of something trying to feed, but intended as a message. Respect our home, or face total annihilation. Okay. Could have been the message. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, could have been a strong message. It's a pretty strong message. I would say so. Like, dude's face is ripped off. Oh, are we supposed to be here? Yeah. Oh, many people believed these to be fables of a creature that did not really exist. But when non-believers were also found with their faces chewed and ribs exposed for all to witness, again, in the hot desert sun, people started saying that not only did this beast prey or beasts prey on those showing clear disregard for its natural habitat, that it targeted those refusing to believe that it existed at all. Those having heard the tales began calling this creature, they gave it a name, the Lone Pine Mountain Devil. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, He seems pretty devilish to me. Uh Or if there's more than one, they seem quite devilish. Now, stories like this are said to be common all throughout the 1800s in Southern California and Northern Mexico, which brings us to our most detailed account. 1878. A wagon party of Spanish settlers made up of men, women, and children, 37 travelers total, had stopped the Sierra had stopped at the Sierra Nevada mountains to celebrate St. Roderick. St. Roderick, because they're Catholic. Do you know about St. Roderick? What he's about? St. Roderick had two brothers, and as the duo fought, his two bros were fighting, Roderick was being the upstanding man. He tried to break them up. But as he intervened in the... uh... Hold on, sorry. But as he intervened, in traditional triple threat fashion, his two brothers forged a temporary alliance and attacked him instead. Ooh. 
whoops. Mm-hmm. Yep. Roddy, you might so have threw him out of the ring. Business, but yeah, they they beat his ass. Yeah. One of his brothers did not adhere to any religion. Again, a religion is, of course, very important to these people above all else, especially back then. But one of his brothers did not adhere to any religion, while the other brother who was fighting practiced Islam. Roderick was a devout Catholic. Now, when Roderick awoke from his beatdown, I guess they knocked him out, his Muslim brother had proclaimed that Roderick had converted to Islam. Now, when Roderick protested that he... Yeah, whoops. (laughs) Yeah. What? I did what? <laughs> you knocked you knocked me out. I wasn't <laughs> wasted. I didn't convert. What? Well Nope, you're a convert. When Roderick Yeah, well okay, you're you're part of you're you're uh, you're a Muslim now. I don't did I, when did I do that? Well Which religion do you think was probably the um the the ruling force for this story for Saint Roderick? A lot of the saints had good fates, right? They were okay. A lot of them were fine. Yeah. 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 Well, when Roderick protested, what he probably found to be a ridiculous assertion, because you know, I did what again? What? And he uh, he continued to stress he was still a Catholic. The Islamic authorities beheaded him under Sharia law for being an apostate. Whoa. It's just that's a saint fate that happens. Yeah, he was, he was in a in a Muslim area, and they were yeah, not uh, no. I mean, and he, so like, was his brother trying to like quote unquote save him? Like, no, guys, he's he's converted. He's like, I didn't do that. And like, well, yeah, got to lose your head, man. Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, right? you converted when when you were knocked yeah, out. You, you, you no, are. I didn't. They were really. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't. And then, like, every, he doesn't see other people, like, around the corner. He doesn't see the guy he's walking like, up with his sword drawn. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you converted. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. Anyways, this is a little St. Roderick story because, you know, who doesn't think this sounds like a reason to party? Because it was. Not that you, not that you would need a reason to party. Do you need a reason to party? No, you don't. Huh? You know what reason you need to party? Just the, just that you want to party. I was born to party. Oh, see, it's in your blood. Yeah. Party time. Party mm-hmm. party blood. Partying right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. So the caravan was partying, and this party became a real rager. Or as Father Justice Martinez called it, a, quote, riotous orgy, end quote. Oh, no. That sounds like a party, I guess. I mean, we could choose to say that Perhaps he just meant orgy as in, like, a lot of fun, as mm. opposed to... What most people think of now. Yeah, as opposed to, yeah, to what it would be called 200 years later. Yeah. 100 and some, 150-some years later, whatever it is. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, I would have chose my words a little bit better had I known. Yeah. A riotous gathering. No, he just went, he went for the more colorful language, and now it looks like they all had sex with each other. Good job, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said it, not us. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say thirty-seven men, women, and children had a riotous <laughs> orgy. That was all Father Martinez. I yeah, didn't do that. that was, those, He's the weirdo. Those are not my words. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing, man? They, they were what were they? It was. Cr- I just. Oh my god! What an awful. Don't. I don't even want to talk about that visual. What is he? Well, this. Even if it was just a, a rowdy gathering, and not the sex party. This was a little much for the father. So he pitched a tent. And then when I wrote that, <laughs> I realized it was bad. But I'm like, let's let's just leave it in there and see if I react to it. Oh, I will. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. He he pitched a tent, a, an actual tent, away from the excessive display of, uh, the excessive display of exuberance. But inside his tent, he was still able to see everything that was going on. So he could still kind of sight the area, but he's like, I'm out of here. This is not what we're doing. I'm not part of this. He keeps, he keeps open up the little flap, and he's like, ah, oh, they're still at it. He's like, oh, well, yeah. Having too much down. fun. It's just so much fun. It starts to get a little quiet. He's like, oh, I bet they slowed down. He opens it up, and there's like, boo, yeah. There's like toasting and screaming, and he's like, well, never mind. <laughs> still going at mm-hmm. it. 
as the party continued into the wee hours of the morning. And for fun, let's just say it peaked at 3 a.m. Because, you know, why not? Who cares? That's what I'm saying. Okay. You know, get the the witching hour. It's a great time. Yeah. The witching hour time. Get that vibe flowing. Well, Mm -hmm. but I mean, again, the party did go into the wee hours of the morning. And it is a desert. So it was obviously dark. And the crowd became cold because, again, you know, it is a desert. Uh-huh. So they de- they decided to set ablaze um, part of a forest and some trees yeah. for warmth and light. Yeah, and because they were ripped out of their minds, they're like, this will and be they cool. they were out of their minds. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, I can't see. Are you cold? Let's set the tree on fire. Let's set all the trees on fire. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, the trees burned. Now... Watching from his tent at the debauchery, Father Martinez then saw a swarm of multiple winged monsters descend from the mountains and assault the group. Okay. They were not, un- yeah, right? That's something. They were not unlike giant bats, but several websites and sources I visited depict them more like flying dinosaurs with sharp fangs. Well, that sounds cool. Perhaps. So, like, dragons? It doesn't. It th- <laughs> I mean, think about it. Just think about it. Perhaps they were covered in fur or feathers or a combination of both. Regardless, these sadistic animals ripped and tore at the heads and torsos of their victims. The father called these things, quote, winged demons, end quote. And that they were, quote, beasts damned mm-hmm. by the Lord. Okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. When uh when the human harvest was over, these demons descended back into the mountains from which they came. The fire the people had started had left a solitary pine tree, which has nothing to do with the lone pine tree that the area was named after. It's just more proof that everybody was obsessed with like Whenever they saw, like, a single tree, they just couldn't get over it. Mm-hmm. It's just a tree by itself. It's lone pine. Oh, it's a solitary That's pine tree all by weird. itself. Look at that tree. It's all alone. Mm-hmm. Well, this tree was left alone because every other tree around it burned to the ground, so that's a cool story. Mm-hmm. So, when all was said and done, everyone but Father Martinez was dead. So, and I mean, what were his thoughts on that? Was he like, it's about damn time that party ended or was he, you know, <laughs> I think he quickly that became the, like upset that they were all murdered by winged demons or oh is he just kind of different? What if, what if he was just, cause I mean, he's a, he's a holy man. He's a, he's a pastor. He's a father. He's a priest. So like, what if he was like, God, when will this party end? I wish this, God, I wish this, they would just stop partying. Can't this party stop? And then he sees these creatures fly from the heavens. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> you were, it's no. That's not what I meant. Too much. Overkill. Too much. I'd, I'd sell my soul for this party to end. <laughs> and, then and then demons oh. show up and <laughs> just slaughter everybody. He's like, oh, that's not. Oh. <laughs> oh <it's> a... <laughs> Whoops. I may have phrased that poorly. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know I was like talking to a fucking genie and had to phrase my words exactly. What are you doing here, Lord? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, I misspoke. And you sent your hellbees down to destroy. So yeah, so thirty seven men, women, and children. So 36 were gone, just one lone father. And he stayed alone, and he traveled alone, and returned to civilization 110 miles north of San Diego at what was most likely Mission San Gabriel Archangel. But no stories outright named the mission, but that's the only one people think would have been 110 miles north of San Diego. It had to be that one. Mm-hmm. By the time he arrived... Father Martinez spoke no more, for he had taken a vow of silence due to what he had seen. Or maybe done. 
He's like, I'm not talking ever again. That was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I screwed that up. Yep. <laughs> I killed everyone. Mm-hmm. Bad time. Yeah. So, how do we know what he thought if he came back to civilization and was no longer talking? Well, when he arrived at the mission, he had only his clothes and a journal, of which he wrote, quote, My God. My God. They're all gone. The winged demons have risen. What sin have they committed against each other and the sacred earth? May the forge May the forgiving Lord not abandon their souls which were taken from them into the depths of hell, and through the earthly fires of man a soul tree remained on the mountain's peak, and the devils that spared me returned to the refuge of the lone pine of the mountain. End quote. Huh. Well, I guess he worded it a little bit more carefully that time. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to not not maybe not revealing all the details, maybe feeling like a guilty party. It's mm-hmm. like what sins have they committed? And I didn't do anything. Yeah, I didn't do anything. I didn't do it. I was alone in what are the odds that I was the only one away from the party and they all died and I lived? Also not suspicious. No. Yeah. Not you know, not that not that anyone else would have been able to know that he may, might have summoned these creatures by speaking to the Lord, but, yeah. you know. Also, maybe he was a bad liar, so that's why he took his vow of silence. He's like, nope, done. Yeah, nope. They asked me the they wrong asked, thing. I'm going to just start spewing. I just wanted the party to end. It was just a riotous orgy. I couldn't I couldn't take it. Well, yeah. copper miners would find the site of the Devil Massacre 2 months after the bloodbath. So I'm sure that was a great sight to see. Yeah, no, probably not. Because at that point other animals would have found these bodies. Mhm. And that's no good. All right, there's a uh, there's a website, there's a letter to the editor, a website sierrawave.net. It's a cool website. A letter to the editor, Mongo Ignacio, Ignacio, Los Angeles, California. Dear editor, I write you with an unusual request, because like I said, in 1878. That's that's when that shit went down. That's our most detailed account. Well, here are some other um, accounts or inquiries regarding the subject that happened, of course, much closer to our current time period. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish to seek comment on a reemerging phenomenon that few Valley people I speak with are aware of: the Lone Pine Mountain Devil. On a recent visit to Independence, and if we recall from our Previous Lone Pine episode, Independence was founded out of a fort mm-hmm. that um, was set up to battle the Native Americans, the Paiute. But so Independence, familiar town we've dealt with. I noticed Native Basket decorated with a bat-like winged creature. I had been exposed to Lone Pine Devil stories through reading folklore, yet never through speaking with a local. The basket struck me as a sort of historic document and rekindled my interest. Now, this guy, I share this because he's talking about folklore and um, baskets with demon designs on them. We'll, that, we'll get to why I think that's, we'll get to why that makes me raise my eyebrows. But continuing on, this is a, a, a string of comments from a Weird California website, weirdca.com. It's kind of a little comment chain that is worth addressing. All right, so on 20, on, and this one is recent, January 26th, 2020. So recent-ish as far as things we find go, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Brian Nito of Tehachapi, California. If anybody lives in that town, I'm sure it's not pronounced that way, but that's what we're going with. 
This was 1978, and this is supposed to be 1978. Okay. Good. That's that's worth clarifying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This was 1978 while living in southeast Los Angeles at approximately 2 o'clock. Oh, he's a military man. At approximately 0200 hours, my brother and I have seen something familiar as to what you're describing. We stopped the car. It was dead quiet at 2 a.m. Why say 0200, then say 2 a.m.? Stick with your... Anyways. This creature stood approximately 40 to 48 inches high. Yeah, it's inches high. With one push of its wing while leaping upward towards a tree. The sound was loud enough that the homeowners seemed to be awoken, and they came outside looking the creature. And this is just straight. This is You've read these before, comments that are not word of the greatest. Uh-huh, yep. They're just, they're just thrown together. So I've... Sorry. It's throwing me off. The creature stood approximately 40 to 48 inches high, with one push of its wing while leaping upwards toward a tree. The sound was loud enough that the homeowners seemed to be awoken, and they came outside looking the creature in their tree. Oh boy. It was not a bird. It also, maybe English wasn't this man's first language, so I'll give him that credit. That's fine. It was not a bird of any type, nor humanoid looking. Uh-huh. Up until my brother passed, we always would joke about our encounter, never trying to explain to others what we had seen. This was in the city of Bell Gardens. All right, same website, same comment chain. January 1st, January, January 12th, 2020. In late 2005 and early 2006, I had two separate encounters with a devil-like creature in a small town at the outskirts of Yosemite Valley. The first incident was around 1 a.m. and it was very foggy. I was standing at the end of my driveway, and as I slightly turned away to light a cigarette, I heard the most blood-curdling demonic scream coming from my neighbor's rooftop across the street. The sound of the scream was so loud and horrifying that I just froze. I carefully tried looking with the corner of my eyes, but couldn't see it. Whatever it was, it appeared to be hiding behind the AC unit mounted on the roof. The second encounter was several months after in the town around 1.30 a.m. A night with clear sky and all the stars were out. As I was riding my mountain bike going to a friend's house, I heard something jump from a tall tree behind me and land on the next tall tree directly to my left. It landed with so much force the top of the tree almost touched the ground. I thought the tree was going to snap in half. Huh. I mean, you would, yeah, if you heard something like that, it's got to be big. And we don't got any any uh, apes running around here. No. And just imagining that thud, boom. Uh-huh. What? Then the tree, seeing the tree shake or whatever. Like something just descended and the branches are still moving and it hits the ground and then jumps this other tree and it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anything that's able to pull a tree all the way to the ground, depending on, I mean, it's, you know, California, so probably a, maybe a palm tree or some kind of tropical, a thinner tree that can bend, you know what I mean? Whatever the hell that is. I mean, it could be anything if it was a smaller tree. I don't know about, depends right. on the area, but yeah, I, don't, not, I don't think yeah, where if, if, Lone Pine is from what I recall. It's got a lot of palm no. trees or anything. No, no, you're right. That was that was the first tree I could think of. It was a bad tree choice. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will admit to that. It's like, hmm. As soon as I said palm tree, I'm like, it's the desert, man. That's not... It's got to be <laughs> hot, but it can't be fucking dry. Come on, man. Use your brain. Uh-huh. Maybe it was a, like a cactus tree. <laughs> yeah, a cactus tree. Maybe it was a Joshua tree. There you go. Yeah, it was a Joshua tree. Yeah. But sure. there's not much foliage... There's not much foliage to hide this. Anyways, it's a fucking tree. <laughs> yeah. All right. He continues. At that moment, I wasn't scared yet. I was more amazed and confused, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I even thought to myself, and this quote was written in all caps, 
damn, that's a big bird. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) First bird that came to mind was an ostrich, but remembered thinking, quote, ostriches don't fly. This creature, this creature, exactly the thing to man, these comments, they're not phrased properly. This creature, exactly the thing to two more trees. The trees are not close together, but three to four houses apart. I don't know what that's what that beginning was supposed to. So it's, so it sounds like to me from that, I'm guessing it's like he's seen it jump, leave a tree, disappear or fly kind of to the next tree and it's yeah. like down the block. Yes. Yes. That sounds exactly what could be happening. Mm-hmm. And the trees, yeah, the trees are not close together, but three to four houses apart. So, yeah, it's like gliding or flying Mm -hmm. to each one. And it may, in fact, be the size of an ostrich. It was able to jump incredible distance quickly. So maybe it's gliding. That's interesting. Maybe it's a glider. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it could be. The third time it landed on the tree to my left is when I got a glimpse of a dark creature with a large upper body, two arms and two legs. Legs looked very weird. It appeared to have double knees, and I don't know how, but I felt a sense of its tremendous strength, and it's when I realized I'm being stalked and hunted. Well, that's not good. I don't like, yeah, having that thought. Now, this guy doesn't want you to think... He, this guy, he's a tough guy, okay? Yeah. Don't think any Don't think any less of him. Oh, I think he peed his pants. I'm, no, I'm no wimp, but I've never been so scared in my life to see something as if it was the devil himself. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. It was beyond horrifying or terrifying. Put together. I like that sentence. Mm-hmm. I've never screamed so loud in my life with both my arms in the air, and I never <laughs> pedaled a... <laughs> ah. I never... <laughs> yeah. Ah, he's the most cartoonish gesture of horror you've ever imagined. <laughs> Just throws both of his I'm being hunted. (laughs) It's come to get me. I'm terrified. Yeah. Well, he chose to bike his, he chose to pedal his bike and he's never pedaled a bike so hard either. I was running for my life and I feel very lucky to have escaped. It's been 15 years now since that happened to me. And not a single night goes by that. I'm not terrified to step foot outside. I mean, this is a scary situation for this poor individual. Mm hmm. I moved thousands of miles away shortly after that happened, but I'm still afraid at night, even locked inside my house. I'm not sure what demonic creature this is. He chose to capitalize the D in demonic and C in creature, so he gives this creature some reverence. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what this. I'm not sure what demonic creature this is. If anyone had a similar encounter, I would like to know. Thanks, and thanks is spelled T H X. So if you've ever pissed your fucking pants out in public riding your bike, I'd like to know about it. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, that'd be terrifying. Yeah, how do you feel about that little situation? I mean, an ostrich-sized bird just leaping from tree to tree, and, like, it's got double legs, double knees. Yeah, it's, like, double-jointed, or maybe it's, like, some weird, yeah, some weird bird leg or some weird, like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, not, yeah, like, you know, and then it's massive. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking, too, is, like, they got California condors out there, which are huge birds. Those are giant birds. But, I mean, they're not pulling down trees. No. Or hunting people. <laughs> or, or hunting humans. <laughs> no. <laughs> well... This is something you know, but I'm going to say it anyways. Birds are dinosaurs. Yep. It's a fact. And it's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Did I mention these creatures having multiple wings? Did I mention that in this story? Do you recall that? I don't think so. Well, you know what? These creatures were reportedly 
running or flying around with multiple wings. Like multiple pairs of wings? Well, this is this is what we're about to get into. Because they have multiple wings. So, are there creatures with multiple wings soaring around the many mountains around Lone Pine, California, attacking anyone who disses their lifestyle? Hmm. Now, the, Arch- the Archaeopteryx was the first evidence that dinosaurs had wings and could even fly. Uh-huh. Also, that they had feathers. It also came out like two years after Darwin published, you know, his theory on evolution. So, like, it was like the perfect, like, you know, perfect marketing time for that creature because they're debating, you know, are things evolving? Is there missing links? And they find a literal dinosaur with feathers. Like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess, oh, huh. shit. Uh-huh. That'll do. No. The name Archaeopteryx means old wing, which I thought was pretty cool. I never knew that until just now, but I've said Archaeopteryx like a million times in my life because I'm a normal person. Uh-huh. Yep. And then the original German name. Wolfogel. What? That's, yeah, that's what we're going to go with, because that's, I looked up its pronunciation, I listened to the YouTube video, I played it a bunch of times, before all sounds, you know, until all sounds lost all meaning. Okay. And the best way I could do it, Wolfogel. Okay. Sure, I'll buy it. That means, yeah, that, okay, good, thank you. That means, my ancestors would be so proud, the ones that immigrated from Germany. Mm-hmm. Here I am, six or so generations later, and I have no idea what the fuck they would have said to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally Americanized. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome. I think, I think you should say thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you for coming here. Thanks. Yeah. Or Danka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that name... The, the original German name means original bird or first bird, which are also pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, the name Old Wing sounds like it's full of wisdom, right? Like, wouldn't you come across this guy somewhere like, hey, Old Wing? Yeah, it sounds like it, like it could be like a old chief from a tribe's name or something like that. Yes, some kind of mystic who's lived more than one lifetime or he's seen a lot and he's able to give you all this knowledge about what your future, you know, and will entail or how to prepare. Mm-hmm. I also wouldn't mind, you know, I think it could also be a great name for a punk rock band that's saying about dinosaurs. Next up, Old Wing. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Anyways, our Old Wing All-Star, our chapter, he's about the size of a raven. Mm-hmm. But now, this is what I was getting at. These things have multiple wings. So what do you think of when you think of a multiple-winged dinosaur? What's the first thought that comes into your head? Because I'll tell you where my mind went. A pterosaur? Pterodactyl? Well, possibly. But like when something has like multiple wings, like how do you imagine these wings being positioned on this creature? I mean, right side, left side. Right? So do you think, like, like two on one side? Oh, right, that's multiple wings. That's true, having two wings. Well, that's, but, like... Yeah, well, that's why I was, I was trying... I was confused. Did you mean multiple pairs of wings? Multiple wings? Like, you know. Okay. Everything I came across just, just says multiple wings. So, like, what does that image kind of invoke in your mind? Because I pictured... No, I mean, I'll tell you where I pictured. I started off being crazy by picturing, like, an Archaeopteryx. With like four wings, you know, like two on one side, two on the other. He's like, he's coming down, flapping all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mostly mean, what I would imagine. Yeah. Just two wings, one each side. Yeah. I mean, that's where my mind goes when I'm talking about hell beasts. You know, it makes sense to me. But right. there's a whole subsect of dinosaurs who had arm wings, and leg wings. Really? So, yeah, and of course, arm wings and leg wings are the scientific terms for these things. Yep. No, it makes sense. Definitely. So, yeah, from a, uh, 
from a 2014 BBC article about the discovery of the largest four-winged dinosaur at the time. I'm going to pronounce this how it's spelled, and it will be wrong. <laughs> the Changi Uraptor. Okay. It's not. That's how it's spelled. And I don't... I also... My Chinese is as good as my German. Maybe, which is terrible. Maybe even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, at least yeah, at least know it. Yeah. Donkey meant. But yeah, the Chang the Changi Raptor is a dinosaur as big as a turkey. And turkeys are not super small. They got some size to them. Mhm. Yeah. Pretty good as far as birds go. All right. Quote the low aspect ratio tail of the new fossil would have acted as a pitch control structure, reducing descent speed, which could be critical to a safe landing or precise attack on prey. Such pitch stabilization could be uh, particularly important for larger microraptines, since they would tend to fly and or descend more rapidly than small individuals, and this ex effect explains why the tail fan is exceptionally long. So they're gliders. This guy's got a longer tail fin, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. But their descent, they're designed to, you know, for precise attack, to attack their prey. But yeah, are you looking up a picture of a Changi raptor? I'm trying to. Because you definitely should. Anyone listening, everyone listening should too. But they have like, their legs are covered in like, with enough wings so that like, they could help perhaps fly, glide. I mean, there's a there's a debate whether they had enough power in their, um, in their muscles and their chest and like their collarbone to um, like if they had big enough muscles to be able to flap up and down to like fly, like legit fly. But uh -huh. some people also think that maybe, like the, instead of having like a full fledged like however a normal bird's chest would be like a lot of that might have been cartilage that didn't survive after it died like mm -hmm. missing pieces of that have you found a badass picture of a chingy raptor yet I think so do you see those feathers on its legs if you see an illustration oh yeah yep mm-hmm Right? So, like, yeah, multiple some... wings. That thing's got... Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. He's got, sure. he's got four wings. And especially, yep. imagine that thing di diving from a tree attacking you. You'd be like, what the fuck? It's like a dinosaur butterfly. And that could look like a bat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, this thing's fucking yeah. scary. Four wings. Right? There's a bunch of four-winged raptors that exist, and they're all awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's like, I mean, when I was just looking at images, there was like velociraptors completely decked out in, in feathers and everything. And looks Those terrifying. are amazing illustrations. They're very scary. Yeah, people who bitch about dinosaurs being covered in feathers don't understand how scary this truly is. Mm-hmm. Because those things could have, like, some beautiful feather. Like, imagine how colorful birds are. Yeah. Just imagine like, oh, all Oh, like how pretty that is. Wow, it's moving really <sighs> fast towards us. Are huh. those Are those teeth, like, two inches long? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are those claws? Does it have four wings? Where am I on Earth? Is Where it eating I? you? <laughs> it's killing you. <laughs> You're being murdered. Yeah. Yeah, John just died. John, are you dead? That dinosaur fucking killed you. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have opened this park. Yeah, this is a <laughs> John. <laughs> Why couldn't you have spent your money on something else? Take your grandkids to the fucking zoo. Get over it. Man, like this one's terrifying, and this is Smithsonian. <sighs> They're scary. Dino had a rainbow of shiny feathers. It just looks like <laughs> this mean raptor perched up in a tree just covered in feathers. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to have to see that image at some point in my life. That's amazing.
Yeah, just these the most beautiful creatures that would just be covered in blood if it attacked anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I put here in my notes that everyone should Google picture, pictures of them, which I hope they're doing right now. Micro-raptors are amazing. And I also, you know how many times I've said a raptor in my life? Probably as often as I've said my own name. Actually, I don't say my own name that lot. So I probably said a raptor more than my own name. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> do you uh, do you know what raptor means in Latin? I mean, not in Latin, no. It's bird of prey. In, though I... Right, exactly. But raptor means one who seizes. And that's fucking amazing, too. Hell yeah. That's pretty cool. That's that's the low-key Donald Punk band I want to be a part of. One who seizes. Because it could be about anything. Like, <laughs> oh, no, they're singing about dinosaurs. That's cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a more indie version of whatever, you know. One who seizes. That's intense. So. Is or was or is... They're a subsect of opinionated micro-raptors laying waste to unbelievers in the American West. Just imagine that. A I horde, so. a pack of micro, a pack of micro-raptors that get pissed if you don't believe they exist. Well, fuck you, man. I definitely exist. You want a piece <laughs> of this? I'll show you I exist. What? Yeah. Me and all my friends exist, motherfucker. It's like, Jesus, micro-raptors. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going by modern science. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense, too, from what I remember back in the day when I used to do nothing but read about dinosaurs all day, was uh, yeah. Archaeopteryx, they said. It could fly, but it probably wasn't great at flying because its bone right. structure was, like, too heavy. So they thought it would, like, jump from tree to tree and glide. Yes. Stuff like that, so. Yeah. And then sometimes awesome. it eats your face off when you don't believe in it. Yeah, that's just. Do you? If I said sorry, would you accept my apology? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Now, like I said, that the most documented case is like 1878 with Father Martinez and whatever the fuck he saw, whatever happened to his fucking orgy. Mm-hmm. Now, stories of the devils didn't start to circulate again until the early 2000s. And there's, like, no cases of these stories in any books whatsoever. Do you see where I may be going with this? Maybe. And that journal, there's that journal by Father Martinez can only be found in articles discussing Father Martinez and the devils. Nowhere else. Okay. I'm going to read, I'm going to continue that weird California um, comment thread. Uh Jerine Piva of California City, California, uh, January 17, 2018, said, Could somebody please tell me how one might access the journal of Father Justice Martinez? Did this story come from a book? And if so, where could I find it? Thank you. You know who played the role of Jerine Piva for the past week? Mm-hmm. Me. Oh, yeah. Like, can, I find this, can I find this whole account? Mm-hmm. Did you find well, it? And then this... Uh, well... This is the the um the owner of the website responded to this man. He replied. Um or at least the writer of the article for Weird CA. Okay. I've never seen a copy, and I actually kinda doubt one even exists. The entire Lone Pine Mountain Devil seems very much like a legend that was given birth by creative storytelling on the internet. Huh. And that's what a any other site I came across said also that these things really didn't start popping up until 2000. And perhaps like other stories, if you link yourself to something further back, it gives your bullshit more credibility and then it kind of latches in its own talons uh-huh. and then, and then kind of spreads from there because it's a pretty fucking cool story. It is a cool so, story. More, a uh, little more from that comment thread. Very interesting article. This is, of course, about the Weird CA article. And more information is provided here than in most sites, and it's true. It's a very, um, it's, 
for what I got from here, there are so many sites that just recite each other. They probably all just cite this one article. So if this guy, I'm not accusing him. Like, I don't know where it started. It's hard to tell. Right. No, I know what and you if mean. This site is, and if this site is genuine and it didn't just start with this site, then, you know, weird message board shit that no longer exists. Nothing, you know what I mean? Like early 2000s, who knows, chat rooms rumor you know old blogs that no longer exist like all this stuff could just be wiped away and now we're just the stuck with the fact internet's that, wild west phase yes and it was wild before social medias when there was no when nobody was channeled into any one platform it was it was literally the wild west of nonsense and chaos yep i never thought i'd be nostalgic for that era yeah but kind of Yep. Because then I could have started my my own monster story, and twenty years later, it would have been a huge fucking deal. I could be like, "Yeah, it's my lie." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I did that. But yeah, there is a church 110 miles north of San Diego where Father Justice Martinez arrived. This, of course, being again, they talk about it being modern day Los Angeles. Oh, and this comment just talks about how um yeah, thank you, and I hope to hear back from the author of this article. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. Um, the original story says a mission north of San Diego, basically deciding how they came to decide it was, in fact, this specific um, mission. Again, this it's all speculation, though. Regardless, I highly doubt the veracity of the entire story. And this is how I feel, me being Nick. But it is enjoyable, at least. And I would have to agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagining micro-raptors roaming the desert, attacking people, sounds incredible. Yeah, I agree. Especially if they get upset if you don't believe in them. <laughs> yeah, just add for little thing. <laughs> I mean, if, like, you, if, you, man, I saw this if you want to believe, you're safe. If you definitely are like, that's impossible. They show up and they rip your face out. <laughs> yeah, then you're like, ah, I, your last words are like, I believe, I believe. And they just tear your tongue out of your head. Because mm-hmm. they talk about like cartilage and like soft tissue. Like that's, that's what they would, that's what these real creatures prey upon. These real creatures in this real story. Mm-hmm. So the internet gives birth to another monster. It gives birth to a lot of monsters, really, in more ways than one. We're not going to talk about those. But with its prominence in the world of movies, Lone Pine is a town of stories. Why not add another to the list? Especially if it contains a pack of four-winged flying dinosaurs with potentially venomous bites. I left that part out, but they think the legend also says they have venom bites, so they're also venomous. So that's cool. Add that to their powers. Mm Mm-hmm. That attack people who don't value nature and blaspheme their existence. That is the Lone Pine. The the devils of Lone Pine. Lone Pine Mountain. Yeah. Lone Pine Mountain Devils. I mean, it could also not be necessarily something that just came about in the 2000s. You know, it could be folklore. Just people talked yeah. about it all the time. And then somebody f- finally wrote it on a a website somewhere and now now everybody sees that as the only source of it but and that's what it seems really seems for me because even uh, like the uh the cryptopedias those wikis crypto wiki stuff cryptid fandom all those a lot of them i'm pretty sure like those things for sure just cite the weird ca article excuse me those things are for mm-hmm. sure like just like coming straight from that article with a f- like adding some flair to it I mean, I added a, you know, not quite like just the straight facts. I took us on a journey, but they, uh, it all kind of says the same, the same basic stuff. So there had to be like a, like blogs or stuff that are no longer around. So now we just get like fragments and like, but that's what happens with like books and real stories. And like, you know what I mean? Like books we find, they cite other books and we have no idea that book is just lost to history. It's just gone. Mm-hmm. And we just have, and then, you know, the books talking about the books are what survives, but the actual book or story is long gone and we have no idea what it is and we'll never know. Right. Yep. Not, mm-hmm. not that, not that the Lone Pine Mountain Devil is that, you know, is that extreme of a topic, 
is that noteworthy in the grand scheme of American mythology. But I mean, give him a few more years, maybe he will be. Yeah, it's true. Especially since you said a lot of those comments were from 2020, right? Yeah, some of those first ones were, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the old, I mean, there was a few that was just like random. I took, you know, you don't, we don't need to read all the comments on a, on a website because those aren't always what you need to do. Right. But those ones kind of, you know, so people, and especially, I mean, I came across it because there's a few, um, you know, when you look for, when you're looking for something to talk about and you find like top 10 monsters or top 10 cryptids or whatever, mm-hmm. like he's made his way into a bunch of those lists. That and those some of those websites have been made recently. So when people look for that, they find them, they get into it, then they start talking about them, and that could explain, you know, why it's even happening more um, in like now, like now, like twenty twenty. Right. Because yeah. whatever, whatever Google gives you, like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. And then, then it just kind of becomes a self fulfilling. Story prophecy. Right. That's how you you can kind of get stuck in loops sometimes. Yeah. When you're trying to find sources with what we're doing. Because I may have ran into a similar issue lately. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Where you try to find, you know, the, it's a, try to find the real thing and okay. then you're like, well, where is it? Where is it? Because I was searching so hard for like, where's the, can I just read like his full journal? Oh, it probably doesn't exist. Or if it did exist, I can never read it. Or the cool. or the book costs like a fortune now, and there's no PDF versions of it or anything. Yeah. Like we talked about last week, $800. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I you can, know, oh, cannot afford that. You know what? You know what should happen? Is, is what if... What if somebody found a copy... Of Father Martinez's journal. What if they just found it somewhere and uploaded it all to the internet? That'd be cool. That'd be weird if someone would just could just discover it. Oh, look what I found! And it would have, and it would have a bunch of passages. <laughs> look in what it, I found in my Word document creatures. right here. Weird, interesting. <laughs> I went to the local library, and I they had something scanned, so I just yeah I emailed myself everything it said, and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then they lost. Then they lost the book, and the only source happens to be my email. And I'll just share it with the world because I like to spread information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. There's a thought. <sighs> that is also a good idea. Good ideas. Father Father Martinez is a public domain character or historical figure. I'm sorry, he's a historical figure. Yeah. And his journal would be in the public domain at this point. Yeah, absolutely. There's no. And he, plus, he took a fucking vow of silence. Come on. He ain't telling anybody shit anymore. It's true. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> the adventures of Father Martinez. He doesn't talk to anybody. Takes to, yeah, and guess what? It's real riveting he's, dialogue. He, well, he's getting... Well, he's... It's his, it's his... Yeah, exactly. Well, he in his journal, he writes what people said, and he's going around telling people these creatures exist and guess what people do not guess how people feel about these creatures they do not believe they exist yeah so what happens well and he summons what them. happens to them so the, he unleashed them on the world and now when he tells people the story they don't believe him and he keeps getting people killed this thing writes itself mm-hmm. <laughs> yep but yeah that's awesome that's a good talk about that yeah, the lone, the lone pine mountain devil. He is great. And um, before we get out of here, I just want to point out the fact that your shirt is great. Speaking of things that you need to believe in, I just noticed what that yep. is. And I was too busy reading. I just noticed it now because I'm looking more at you. And that is incredible. I don't know how to deal with that. Yep. It says the hodag is real. <laughs> the picture of the hodag on it. God, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I got, I got to enter that art contest again oh yeah it's probably it's probably a new theme do you know they i meant to send you a screen cap well we can say this for behind the veil sorry this is ranting okay but yeah lone pine mountain devil is a badass creature and if you've seen him you should email weirdandfreepodcast at gmail.com all the social medias instagram facebook 
anchor.fm slash word and feared if you want to tell me a story or if you found Father Martinez's journal, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to receive a copy of it. Or if you got a fan fiction take and, on it. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, I think someone we know is going to come into possession of this journal pretty soon. Oh, yeah. And post it to the internet. I'm just saying somebody we may know. Yeah, maybe. You know, yeah, nobody, nobody here in this, you know, in this conversation, but somebody we know might come into contact with this. Okay. With this journal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then, yeah, behind the veil, the Patreon, got behind the scenes, the conversations continue. Like, the ranting I'm about to get into about God knows what. Mm-hmm. But, uh, of course, Lone Pine Mountain Devil, whole story, or what I could find of it, of course, is available here for you. Yep. No charge. Mm-hmm. Dig it. Yeah. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Boom. <laughs>